peaceful protest. We walking, raising awareness. Some of the injustice that we've been seeing is not okay. And as a young person, you gotta you gotta listen to our perspective. Our voices need to be heard. People are gonna look back. Our kids are gonna look back at this and say, "You were a part of that." I got a grandfather that marched next to Dr. King in the '60s, and he was amazing. He would be proud to see us all here. We gotta keep pushing forward. Sports are like the reward of a functional society. Sirius XM Sports presents Forward Progress, a weekly open conversation on race and sports in America. Here are your hosts, Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. Together again, uh, it's a lovely summer edition. At least we thought it was going to be lovely. We had a plan coming in. The second yeah. we got together, uh, the, the news changed our entire flow. Uh, we will get to something that both Kirk and I have to be mindful of is part of live remote broadcast teams and what yeah. may or may not come out of your mouth. Uh, maybe some dog whistling out of Arizona's decision to extend their quarterback. We'll get in probably one of the more unique contract requirements <laughs> that we've yeah. heard in a very long time. Uh, plus uh, Charles Barkley in the conversation yeah. uh, in the entire live golf cash drop scenario, right or wrong. Who knows? We'll hear <laughs> from Charles and, and, and talk about his possible departure to that space. But first, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, evoking LeBron James in an analogy that both, I'm assuming, LeBron James uh, will have some very interesting things to say about it. We're taping this midday on Wednesday, East Coast time, morning on the West Coast on Wednesday. And so this news is rolling out as we are finding ourselves uh, putting our show together. Uh, but here's the backdrop, Kirk. Uh, mm -hmm. The, the, the former president has made it plain uh, in his comments that we'll, we'll play in a second. We want to give context that uh, LeBron James, not one of his favorites, but during a speech on Saturday night, and all of this is coming to light here midweek, uh, Trump said he tried to coach James into playing for him uh, so that he'd be the greatest women's basketball coach. This is President Trump again. Yeah. Uh, by having LeBron play for his basketball team of women. So much to unpack right there. Um, yeah. Trump was at an event in Tampa, Turning Point USA's Student Action Summit. I'm assuming my invitation got lost in the mail. Um, <laughs> and just taking an overall jab at men participating in women's sports. So, there's there's obviously this grander conversation that's being had right. um, about trans athletes and particularly former men that are women and what is the best space for competition and and that conversation and those studies are being had. So in one stream of consciousness, we'll call it. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. uh, the president. was able to ostracize LeBron James and uh, just have no real thought as it pertains to transgender athletes uh, by saying this. And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest woman's basketball coach in history. 
Because I don't like LeBron James. I like Michael Jordan much better. But, but, I'd, but I'd go up to LeBron James. It doesn't matter. I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. Nobody will come within 70 points of this team. Now, we have to change that, and we have to make it okay to talk about it. So when we were first played that, Kurt, by yeah. our illustrious producer, Pernell Brown, you saw my face. Like, I'm like, what in the... Where <laughs> Same is, here. Yeah. Why, who, <laughs> I mean, you go through all of the questions, right? Yeah. Who, what, when, where, why, and how. Uh, but you, you probably said it best, man. Give Trump credit. He loves to throw that red meat out for... Yeah. They call it the base, but it, it, it's – I'm, I'm trying to get at where is the benefit in taking a pop at LeBron James, who's not an ally for him politically, right. obviously, but within the conversation about transgender women in athletics. I'm, I'm still trying to digest all of this, Jackson. You know, here we've heard the audio, we've listened to the comments, we've, and I'm just trying to figure out, and probably with LeBron James, who probably woke up this morning and all of a sudden, phones probably flooded with messages. What are you going to say? What are you going to do? Um, obviously, LeBron James has to be calculated about his response if he decides to respond, mm-hmm. because it again, it's, you know, President Trump kind of poking the bear, right? He's poking at LeBron, poking at one of the most influential figures I think we have outside of politics in LeBron James, or we can even say with politics, with what he's been able to influence uh, the people who look up to him, his 129 million followers on Instagram, by the way. LeBron James carries, he, he carries a heavy weight in terms of what people We'll see from him what he says, what he does. And so for former President Trump to, to say something like this, the first thing I thought about is why LeBron? But second of all is now you, it's one thing to talk politics, but now you're opening up a whole different can of worm when you're talking about this sounded very transphobic as if like, OK, if you're going to identify as a as a woman well, I'm going to get LeBron James and we're going to start a basketball team. It's almost mocking the whole situation, Jax. It's, it's mocking to where we've already talked about, and I know the LGBTQ community has talked about this a lot, is the quieted voices, people who are afraid to come out and say who they are or don't feel comfortable in a world um, in which you know they are still not looked upon as, as equal or as or looked down upon, I should say. And so now when you make these comments and only rouse up a, a, a fan base, it only rouse up a group of people now to say, yeah, well, I'm with you. But yet it does push down other people who will say, well, I'm transgender and I want to openly say who I am. But now I have a former president mocking my situation. That kind of hurts me even more now. That hurts me because now I don't want to have that conversation because this man who was held the highest office in the land is sort of making a mockery of it. There used to be a time where the bar was so high. Right. Right. 
that your political career was over if you were simply photographed in the wrong scenario. Correct. Right? Yeah. Young people Google Gary Hart. <laughs> getting it in of his <laughs> political aspirations as it pertains to President of the United States. Photo with a with a honey on his lap. Ball mm-hmm. game. Done deal. The bar. The bar. It's just so, it was low before Trump. Now it's just <laughs> what you mean low? That thing underground underneath now. the pavement. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't have the answer right. to transgender women correct in sports competition. I don't have it. Correct. I don't even know fully. I haven't fully even examined within me, and we we probably should have a, a greater conversation on this show sooner than later. I agree, and that's the thing that I love about our program is that that's what we do. Right, right. There are times where I'm fully turned into an area that I'm fully ill prepared to even have an emotion about, or uh, I had a preconceived notion. And thank goodness we have a place where we get to talk these things out, mm-hmm. learn something from. And I don't, this isn't even a side thing, right? Like everything is us versus them: conservative, progressive, right, left. Man, we have to get to humanity. Right. And then I, that was, I almost wanted to say get back to it. I don't know if we've yeah. ever gotten to it. That's a good point. Humanity needs to be a part of this ease at which people feel like they know what someone else is going through. I'm, 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 for whatever reason, my algorithms have all this conservative <laughs> commentary coming at me. Right. Um, which is fine. I, I, I'm I'm not fully void of things that aren't innately my view, right? Right. I think it's important, quite honestly. I'm not going to sit and watch Fox News all day. (laughs) Correct. But I think it's important (laughs) to find folks who at least challenge your thinking and provide you with some uh, ability to see something you know, in, in, in 360 and, and transgender athletic conversations are being had in conservative talks, uh, pretty vigorously. Mm-hmm. And, um, I assume this must be one of the conservative talking points that is rising on the list, right. but specifically with Trump and James, I had to go look, I didn't remember like this incessant, back and forth during those four years, but there were some incidents. Yes. And I want to drop a few of those on the table. So this doesn't all seem like it's just coming out of left field, which is what it felt like initially, uh, because we heard the comments before we had the context and you put it all together and you realize this is an ax that's being grinded (laughs) by the president, the former president of the United States. So you can take this back to January 6th. And the Capitol yeah. riots. James spoke out about the insurrection. Correct. And uh, noting, you know, the two Americas conversation, which we've been having for, you know, like in, on the political platform, we've been having that conversation for 20 years. Yes. So I'm not sure what the pushback is, but um, here's LeBron's quote from that. We live in two Americas. And that was a prime example of that yesterday, talking about the insurrection on, sure. on, on January uh, the sixth, uh, prior to President Biden uh, being inaugurated, uh, continuing his quote: if, "If you don't understand or see that, 
then you need to take a step back, not just one step, but four or five or even 10 steps backward. How do you want your kids or grandkids to live in this beautiful country? Because yesterday was not it. Right. He wasn't wrong. I mean, he we, wasn't wrong. He was speaking we, his we, mind, though. Right. I mean, anybody been watching <laughs> that last primetime hearing? I mean, LeBron was clairvoyant <laughs> in breaking it down. But um, Trump called James a racist and yeah. divisive for um, remarks even a year ago, back in yeah. April of 2021, uh, a police shooting in Columbus, Ohio. You might remember that. He put up the tweet and then they decided to bring it down and at the time LeBron said um it, it, that tweet was being used to create more hate uh that the incident in Columbus wasn't about one officer it's about the entire system mm-hmm. and, and and he was he's just desperate for more accountability I, I've always given LeBron credit um and there's one more thing here I should probably get to this thing yeah. um, from 2020 where the president went on one of the worst analysis diatribes as it pertains to LeBron James. Very unfairly biased in favor of him because he's a Democrat. And I think it's a disgrace. You look at LeBron and sometimes when he shoots the ball, it doesn't go into the basket. If I try to drink <laughs> a glass of water, this is a great analogy. If I try to drink a glass of water and miss my mouth, it's all CNN talks about. <laughs> You are That's your man. at that time, right? At that time, yeah. you're the president of the United States. States, right. The stuff well. man worried about. But, you know. There's just so much more to get to. Uh, but he, he, know, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? He knows that when he makes those decisions or he makes those comments, he says those words. Um, but are they creating more? Is there new members who... Join the the base and go, my, I'm so glad he went. I mean, I get you're always yeah. thinking about touching and grabbing new voters, but right. I mean, I, 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 I guess it's what I hope, right? The hope in me is that's all they got. They got yeah. what they're going to get and that's it. But, but I, I, I think you're it's always, always, you're always searching for the next person but, who's going to get on board. But Jax, we always have that look at me moment, right? When you need people to look at me, he can go and do a, a summit here or have a conversation here, speak here, um, do something on television, all of that. But if you need someone's attention, if you need people to run it continuously, if you want to have your name up at the top, then it's former President Trump speaks about LeBron James. See, now that's the headline today in our online news, right? Before it was just remember this happened on 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 a Saturday. We're four days away, but now people are realizing. Oh, he said something about LeBron. We people don't even care what else he was speaking about, right? But he said something about LeBron James. So now this is the headline. Now he's in the news, and obviously, you know, to quote the great owner of the Jerry of of, uh, of the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, even bad news is good news. <laughs> bad mm. publicity is good publicity because you now you're on. Yeah, and everybody's thoughts. But I don't think it, so. So let's check some accomplishment or, or at least consider some accomplishments before we go to break. Right. Or objectives. Uh, 
I don't know if this does anything to diminish LeBron James. No. And it does nothing to advance. I don't think in either direction the conversation of transgender athletes because it's so off the cuff and without really any hey so the overall point is x right on that lands on the backside of it It, it's it's baffling i think it's also to a group of people who maybe have been waiting for someone to outwardly talk as if like this or put it in a, a an analogy sort of the one he tried to do with LeBron James and say, Hey, can you identify as a woman? And everyone now who was upset. I mean, I know people who have been upset about some of the transgender rules and we've seen some States now make rules, you know, have changed and governed how they go about, um, you know, transgender athletics. So it is a small group of people who are listening. And I think he start there and we all saw what happens it tends to grow and magnify more and more because people seek that type of speech. More to come, clearly, yeah. over the next couple of years. Plenty, plenty to discuss. I'm sure. Just getting started. Uh, it just be yeah. Just just give me something to work with yeah. on the backside. <laughs> Donald Trump. Let's take a break. When we come back, it's Charles Barkley. Mm. Once had that that political bug in him. I think that once the mm-hmm. long time discussion of him <laughs> running for office in his home state of Alabama, will he be running from Turner Sports? Whoa. A very complex conversation about Charles Barkley uh, being in the mix for the Saudi-backed Live Tour as Forward Progress continues. Stay right there. You're listening to Forward Progress on Sirius XM Radio. Thanks for staying with us. We turn our attention now to uh, the story surrounding Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. Charles Barkley is highly compensated and has been for <laughs> almost 40 years by the game of basketball. Man loves golf. I understand that dichotomy in life. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, because of his colossal presence, his amazing ability to relate and draw attention. Um, The Live Golf Tour has reached out and already met with Charles about being a part of their broadcast operation. Now, let's lay some things out, Kurt. There's not a television deal. Correct. To watch Live Golf, you either got to go in person or you are streaming, (laughs) right? Which might be tough for the standard golf demographic that kind of trends a little older. Hey, wait, where's the straight? Where, where mm-hmm. do I find the straight? <laughs> um, reports that David Faraday from uh, NBC and, and Golf Channel is headed in that direction. Um, but Charles was good enough to spend some time with my buddy, Dan Patrick, and uh, talk about, first of all, the idea, first of all, he's not alone, <laughs> that is, oh yeah, and, that's what he's not. The idea of of joining Live. When the story broke that I was going to meet with Greg, I had fifteen or more prominent announcers call me saying, "Chuck, I've been talking to Live. We're scared to pull the trigger." The only one who's actually pulled the trigger is David Faraday. Yeah. So. 
I know they've been talking to 10 to 15 to 20 big time. I'm not talking about no local dudes. I'm not talking about no regional dudes. I'm talking about some of the most famous announcers in the world. Call me privately says, Chuck, what do you think? I said, yo, man, when they make me an awful uh, offer, I will be the first to let America know. So first things here, Kirk, is the challenge of what is a pretty good gig. You know, I'm not here to count the man's money. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he couldn't count all of Chuck's. Yeah. There is a boatload that comes <laughs> in both uh, as a spokesperson and uh, as a star of inside the NBA, Turner Sports presentation of the NBA. Um, I'm going to be super biased. It would be, I think, uh, maybe not devastating. That's the first word that comes to mind, but it, it would be seismic. Yeah. If the ramifications of joining live because they make an offer that you can't refuse. Remember, we're talking about hundreds of millions that went to golfers who have name recognition, but probably aren't winning the way that they once did. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. I think that's a decent bubble to throw around. Yeah. No, that's a good um, clarification on, on where it's right. at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do have to take some time. We'll get deeper into it in a moment. And analyze when you have a organization that has an investment fund that has cash from a regime that is already complicated uh, because the United States does business as we fully acknowledge with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia does not have a glorious human rights track record. Correct. And the businesses that spend money on advertising for Turner Sports and other associations. This has happened for golfers who have made this jump and uh, have found themselves thankful that they have these nine-figure deals, if mm-hmm. they have them. Correct. Um, because uh, the sponsorships... Uh, and sponsors have been hesitant, if not fully not mm-hmm. willing to participate uh, with a organization that's taken money uh, from a fund that it fully encompasses dollars from Saudi Arabia. And um, that is the complication. We'll get to Chuck's balance on that in a second. But just your view of how Charles could tip the tables in this because you start getting yourself that layer of recognition and credibility, even though Charles doesn't cover golf for a living, his passion is obvious and he's fun. It's good Mm -hmm. TV. uh, (laughs) That it might start the conversation of getting your television deal. So, how you feel, let's let's put how we feel about the the cash and where the money's coming from to the side for a moment. We can really dive in that in a second. Uh, this is I, probably one of the smarter moves uh, of of live, even maybe beyond some of the golf names. It, it's a it's actually a ton of layers to this one, Jax. It really is. Um, it's layers in terms of where you're at, in terms of in life, um, in terms of time spent, time worked. Uh, family, friends, quality of life, all of that. Um, I say that because, you know, I've been a follower of Live Golf since I first heard about it. 
And you mentioned some of the guys who have jumped from the PGA tour and over to the live tour. And there's been this pushback, obviously from the PGA, the USGA, all of that. The pushback has been, you won't be a part of our organization anymore. You're turning your back on America. That was, these are some of the comments that I've seen. You're turning your back on America. And yet I, I sat back and I looked and I really started to break it down. And having known golfers, I know a couple of golfers who I've talked to. I know they're trainers because they train with the same guy. He was like, yeah, you NFL guys, you only train in the offseason. These golfers train year round, right? Because during the football season, you don't necessarily train. You're, you're practicing. But golf, you're training every single week. And the conversation that I've always that I've that I've I've learned to have with golfers is that it is a very taxing schedule. It is nonstop. You have to play a certain amount of events. And then the live tour says, you ain't got to play all them events. Come play 14 events. You only got to play in 14. Whereas the PGA tour, you got to play in about 20, 25. Listen, some some will play fewer. Yeah, or fewer. I'm just, yeah. just for the type of money that you want to earn, guys yeah. are gonna play more tournaments. In a 54 hole event. <laughs> yeah. No. So cut. instead of yeah. So now you want to play 72 or you want to play 54. We've got 54. We've got more money offered to you. Right. We want to show you a totally different experience. We're gonna fly you guys to to the actual event in a private jet. <laughs> That's what people don't know. So these are all the luxuries of the live. Now, what I think people really have to understand is this, the loyalty aspect of, and I learned this in the NFL, how some guys don't care about the name on the front of the jersey or necessarily the name on the back of the jersey. Right. Or I think you've probably been around it in NBA circles. How many guys who truly don't love what they do, but they love the money that they make. Right. And you're seeing this opportunity for some guys and even Charles Barkley, possibly. Hey, I love the NBA, but man, I don't want to work a full basketball season from October all the way through June. Give me about 14 weekends of live golf, make my money, which probably may be in the lines of more than what Turner's offering. And then he can go play golf the rest of the year. Right. right. So it's a situation that I said is it's a, Obviously, I would be hurt if Charles leaves because I think he does a great job in being real um, and being upfront about, you know, what he sees in the NBA. But this is one of those situations that is it work harder or work smarter? And where are you at in life? You know, is it a point where he says, you know what, you know, I kind of want to just play golf and do a couple events a year, you know, do my 14 events and then relax. Being in the studio is fun. But I'm ready to do take on another challenge in life. Plus, if they're gonna pay him thirty million dollars a year to do Come it. Come on, man. Come on now. <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, Come on so, now. Um, he says he's not going to uh leave TNT and limbo. Apparently, right. a decision coming later in the week. The money is an issue because of where the money comes from right. in the public conversation. Yes. I also had some thoughts on. Uh, what I perceive he's extending out as the hypocrisy about people in America criticizing golfers for joining the Saudi back live tour. I don't do with this selective prosecution about being people, the public, you know, everybody picks and chooses 
I just think it's funny they're more worried about civil rights in Saudi Arabia, a place 99.9% of the people in the United States have never been. And all of all all of a sudden they're worried about civil rights in Saudi Arabia. That's that kind of gives me a chuckle. I say you don't worry about civil rights of people here in the United States. But all of a sudden when guys start taking money, they're like, well, I'm worried about civil rights in Saudi Arabia. And that just makes me laugh. I says, that's what I, why don't y'all get worried about civil rights here in the United States? Let's worry about that before we worry about what's going on in Saudi Arabia. There are cars that we drive. Mm-hmm that were manufactured by organ that are current manufactured by companies right some that have not even reconciled what happened in the 30s and 40s in germany some have mm-hmm. but some haven't and we're rolling around in these vehicles oh, right yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that's the i'm making a side point off the grander point that Charles is making, we all kind of decide how much activism we're going to have in our finances. Correct. The money that we take and the money that we spend. What are our conveniences? What has a harsher view in conversation? That's not taking Saudi Arabia's track record of hideous human rights violations off the table. That's not doing that. It's simply saying, why is this the particular lean-in, uh, and and why do you have allowances? See, that's the thing about leaning in on stuff. It's hard because you got to do it all the time. The consistency at which you're going to talk about what's right and what's wrong and whose money you're going to take and from whom. Uh, Charles said it earlier, and I really had to think about it. We all taking some dirty money. Mm. I, you know, if we're really analyzing <laughs> yeah. it, correct, right? And you go far enough back in any timeline, including our own here in America. See, it's that, tough not to. You can't go too far without throwing a stone exactly. that impacted slavery, that impacted uh, the hideous movement of native people off of their land, um, the blocking of women's rights, so on and so forth. We don't get to, we don't get to sidestep all those realities and then do the finger wag only when it's convenient. The PGA tour is in trouble. They didn't have a proper plan. Right. Charles Barkley got nothing to do with that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so You find the right rallying cry. And again, none of this is taking away from any of the hideousness impacted by those who should have those labels on them. It's just Charles makes a fair point as well. No, I mean, kind of what you just said there, that's the first thing that I got from from all of this. First thing was that don't go criticizing someone else's home when your home ain't all the way clean, you know what I mean? You got, you got some stuff going on at your home. Yeah. So don't, don't think that we are just, Oh, look at what they do. How could you go over there? How could you take that money? Look at what they're doing. Well, look at what we're doing. Look what we have going on. It's still a fight every single day, not only for equality, social justice, we're seeing with police brutality, 
there are things that we go through sing, sing, I mean, every single day, right? That's obviously probably not as highlighted enough as it should be, but don't go tell someone what they can't do over somewhere else where that our house ain't all the way clean. By this time uh, next week, we'll have a full understanding of what Charles is going to do. I love his initial thought. Uh, if he could get both done, <laughs> yeah. break it in. Let's go do it, man. Double dipping, baby. Double dipping. That's what I love. <laughs> what a tough one, right? What yeah. a tough one when you're talking about just e- e- even when you're Charles Barkley who's been highly compensated for a very long time and, and rightfully so with the way that he moves the needle. I do I do want to say they, one they thing. They have his full yeah. attention. I, I do say this, though. I think that there's a lot more that would love to be as outspoken as Charles. But they live in a, a, a I won't say a fear of ridicule and, and, and oh, I, I, if I was outspoken just like that, maybe I would be shunned away and pushed away. Whereas when Charles says what, you know, we heard the audio earlier, he talks about, you know, 10, 15 people called right. me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Broadcasters want to do it. And they would love to do it. But. At what expense? And are you willing to take the criticism? Are you willing to take that not everybody's going to like your decision? That's the hard part for some who've never really had to go through that. A couple things still remain when we come back here on Forward Progress. Uh, Michael Johnson being accused of racism for questioning world championship times. And uh, Kirk pointing out in our in our, our <laughs> very in-depth pre-show uh, meetings uh, that, that that we need to do focus in on Mr. Kyler Murray's new contract and a particular clause that might jump off the page. We'll get inside both those items before we get out the door. You're listening to Forward Progress. You're listening to Sirius XM Radio. Radio. What up, everybody? This is Brandon Marshall. Tune in to I Am Athlete tonight, weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82. Now return to Forward Progress. Here's Jason Jackson and Kirk Morrison. All right, Kirk, we got a, we got a couple places to get to before we land this jumbo jet of excellent conversation here on Forward Progress. Let's start out with your expertise. Uh, the game of football, uh, the Kyler Murray deal, it seems like everybody is happy from a football standpoint and mm-hmm. cash money standpoint, getting it done. But there was something that jumped out this week in the discussion uh, about this young man's contract. And it was a clause about his film review time. Yeah. And when his head coach was questioned about it, it there was a quick little sidestep about, well, Kyler's getting better at everything each year. And there's only so many quarterbacks that give you a chance to win a Super Bowl. And he's one of those guys. Uh, Cliff got in it and out of it. Like he just was. <laughs> He's not dealing with that aspect of it, but there clearly is an organizational feeling um, or at least a conversation or a perception that that was not a strong point. What had you heard prior to this? Is this a black quarterback dog whistle thing that has to still be dealt with? Or did he earn as a professional this perception that more work needs to be done during the week? I mean, they put hours mandated in the week, right? Yeah, how much film study he has to do. This is a lot. Um, and I, I want to kind of read 
um, the the language, right? The language from the contract, Jackson, stated as this. By the way, we don't usually get all this detail. No, we don't get this. But look, now, you know, look, every contract, NBA, um, NFL, Major League Baseball, all the contracts are actually online. You can go read every single contract in the stipulation. This is what we do because obviously this is a major contract now. He is one of the highest paid players in all of the NFL. So you're going to look at all the fine lines of how he can earn money and what, you know, he can do to uh, to get money taken away. But the most important part of this one is uh, uh, Section 36 of the contract, Jax, by the way. Player (laughs) has agreed to satisfy the following off field requirements. So this is agreed upon. This is what he has agreed upon with the Arizona Cardinals that the player talking about Kyler Murray here, shall complete at least four hours of independent study as defined below, which is, I got a couple of I mean, comments on that. Which is, by the way, a collegiate term, which yes. I, by the way, had about six hours of independent study myself. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought about was my independent 90s, study hall. It was beautiful. <laughs> but each week, excluding any bye week, during each playing season, during the term of the contract. So when they say playing season, meaning the beginning of the regular season, all the way to the end of the season, and it's independent study means player studies, the material provided to him by the club in order to prepare for the club's next upcoming game, including without limitation, any such material provided via an iPad or other electronic device. In the event, the player breaches this addendum, in any respect, at any time during the term of this contract, the player shall be deemed to be in default, as that term is defined in paragraph 27. When you find when you're found in default, that means that we want some of that money back. <laughs> we want some of that money back. I mean, this is different. Um, you know, this is unprecedented. We've never heard this language. People say, "Oh, this could be in many other contracts." No, not quite. I played linebacker in the NFL. No one's telling me, you better go study. You got to study. I think it was kind of prior to um, he had some comments, I want to say a couple of years ago. And I forget what outlet had posted it, but he had comments about some people talked about his play. And Kyler said, well, I'm not a guy who, and I'm just paraphrasing here, I'm not a guy who's going to bury himself and watch film for 24 hours. I'm a guy who can see the game at the line of scrimmage. I can see it as it comes and my athletic ability helps me take over. Well, that sounds like a guy who's very confident in himself, but it also sounds like a guy who probably not watching a ton of film. He's not Tom Brady, right? Who lives in the film room. And when you look at his career, Jacks, his career has been sort of up and down very good in the beginning, but seems to dip off in later in the seasons, whether it's due to injury or just his personal play. But this sort of element is almost like, is it, does it, does it have some undertones here that we we are going to make you watch film? We're going to make you study. Or is it because of something that we talked about before with a former teammate of mine, Jamarcus Russell, who no longer in the National Football League anymore, kind of making the media rounds, you know, could this may have helped his career in terms of being able to having to study and do all that and earn more money rather than 
be given all of the money and just say, hey, whatever, I'll do what I want. Yeah. I just thought this was different. I, I I don't know if you can have this in an NBA contract, Jax, but, but it's a Listen, bunch of 18, 19-year-olds. Type but. it and you sign it. Like, <laughs> and that was my – that's kind of the premise I'm working from is it's a negotiation. Correct. So the Cardinals might have asked for more time, yeah. by the way. But Kyler and his camp agreed to it. Yeah. Pen the paper. But, again, if they agreed to it, Jax, it's remember – you don't put this language in a contract unless there were some prior instances or a thought that he's not doing enough. Right. Right. Or it's considered sort of the black quarterback syndrome. Sometimes it's, are they doing enough in the classroom? Yeah. You know, Michael Vick talked about his early years in the league. And I was to be considered. Him. Yeah. I would have to hear Tyler or his representative with an unsigned contract mm. saying this is unacceptable. I do do what is asked of me and more, blah, you know, what my premise is you're professional. Right. With the job that is literally the most important in the game mm-hmm. without question. Quarterback position. Yeah. And it shouldn't even be something we have to talk about. They've been together long enough to know one another. So, yep. I'm 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 not shunning the overall conversation of would you be wagging your finger at Mr. Murray if he was a young white quarterback? Right. It's just what is the reality of his work ethic in that space? Right? Like is, is he just one of the guys that can that he's I don't want to say feeling his way through it, but his game allows for a little more Adelaide. Yeah, a little more freelance. A little bit more yeah. of an adjustment yeah. based upon whatever the hell is happening in front of me. Right? Yeah. I don't have the ratio in front of me, but I, I think there's a boatload of passing touchdowns, right? There's yeah. somewhere around 70, right? Yeah. And, and about 20 rushing touchdowns in these first four years. I mean, that's not that's not stand, that's not usually <laughs> the standard numbers for the job. So it's something else. Listen, we only had about five minutes, so I want to get this other story in because you and I find ourselves on live mics at live events all the time. And uh, Michael Johnson, who is one of the greats. I mean, we're talking multiple gold medals for Team USA on the microphone during the World Championships and getting accusations of racism after he questioned the accuracy of some finishing times. I'm going to try to set this up quick. I'm a little lost on the racism stuff. Still might be lost, some nationalism, but, but <laughs> right, right, I'm little, right. I, I, I'm lost on the racism. So help me out. Anyway, uh, Johnson uh, questioned some times. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the team Nigerian sprinters mm-hmm. with a yes. world record in the 100 meter hurdles. Um, by context, finished fourth at the Olympics last year, fourth in the World Championships four years ago. Uh, so it's not necessarily that one can't have a personal record or a world record, like, right, getting better. But there were some concerns about uh, the scoring, right, or, or the, the actual timing. Timing, yeah. And, and Johnson brought that stuff up and on the air, right, and then tweeted it as well. And uh, Johnson was met with accusations of, of being biased in this spot. Um, 
I don't, I'm, I'm a little lost. Like I, I'm a little lost. Yeah. When I went and dove in this story, I was, I'm trying to find the problem. I'm, this man's a commentator, an analyst. Correct. Uh, on top of being one of the greats in that sport, and even he mentioned questioning the times of 28 athletes, not one, by wondering if the time system malfunctioned, and then he gets attacked and questioned. You know, as though he was being disrespectful and questioning talent, and he he pushed back on he pushed back on the pushback. Yeah, you got to push back. Um, and th- my my question for you, Jax, is wh- why are so many people so quick to uh, disagree when they don't like a comment that was made and call out racism? Right, the guys, just doing his job. I thought he did a but, great and here's job. Here's the thing, Toby, Toby, I'm a son of of yeah. Nigeria. Yeah. It has the black, same skin tone, right? right. Like, same skin tone as Michael African. Johnson, by the way. So, yeah. <laughs> like even racist, like that's yeah. the wrong word, right? I mean, right. I don't, I'm lost. I'm lost here. So please right. find it. Well, it's just like I said. Some people are always going to try to find something. Some people always want to throw out the rate. Oh, he's being racist. Well, come on now. Like, is a Nigerian? Like, I mean, yeah. How is that feasible? Look, I I know things nationalistic, that- maybe. I don't- Correct. But I, I, like I said, I know things that can be deemed as racist. I myself, Jax, I find myself times in my broadcast making sure that I don't toe the line of saying some um, so, some words that may generalize uh, someone, you know, maybe saying like uh, for me in football or a guy over there. Oh, he stole that like a thief in the night. About I see a player. what you're saying. Yeah, it, I, I, insensitivity. Insensitivity. I, I with, stay away from within the I, same culture. Correct. Which is interesting, man. But this is something that's totally different. Um, and for him to have to speak on this, and I, that, that's just my whole thing is, at what point can we just get away from it? Where people say, "Oh, when you say something that someone else doesn't like, you're automatically deemed a racist if you're talking about someone else." But in this case. He's talking about someone who actually has the same skin color as him. And he's talking about 28 other people, not just one. Something else, man. <laughs> I, I uh, I'm glad we got it in, but I was. Yeah, man, it's a lot. What, where, what am I missing? Man, we're trying uh, to progress, but people are trying to bring you, bring us backwards. We're trying to forward progress, not backward progress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good to be back with you. I'm, yes, I'm vacating uh, the lead mic uh, next week. I'll be on a a summer sojourn Mm. deep in the woods, just enjoying a lack of humidity, but also a lack of connection. And so Mm. I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. I'm sure you have a great show next week. Nonetheless. Sounds good, brother. Always, man. Always. That's Kirk Morrison. I'm Jason Jackson for our wonderful producer, Fernell Brown. Thank you so much for swinging by. We'll talk to you next time on Forward Progress.